Welcome to the Family Biz Show. According to Family Enterprise USA, family businesses in the U.S. account for over 64% of GDP and employ 62% of the workforce. In other words, they are the backbone of our economy. But success doesn't come easy. Only 13% are operating in the third generation. The Family Biz Show is here to help. Listen in weekly to hear stories from other family businesses and industry thought leaders so that you and your family not only survive, but thrive. Welcome, everybody, to the Family Biz Show. I am your host, Michael Columbus, with Family Wealth and Legacy right here in sunny Rochester, New York. Um, and today we are in for a super treat. We have Naomi Silver from the Rochester Red Wings and Julie Camardo from Zweigels joining us both today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to have you both here. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, same here. Awesome. So um, what I what we typically do when we start the show is we just ask each person to kind of talk about their journey in terms of how did you end up working in the family business? What you know, what led you to those decisions to join the family business as you were going through this? So, Naomi, if you don't mind kicking us off. Um, sure. You know, my dad uh, got involved with the Red Wings uh, in the 50s when he held a stock drive to save the team that was going to that was going to close down. Um, and that was actually even before my time. Uh, years later, my father had long since been gone. Uh, the team was struggling a bit and I, uh, I just came into the front office to help out in any way I could. We had a small staff, uh, smaller than it should have been, but it was what we could afford. Uh, and, you know, and I was able to just uh, lend a hand in a number of areas. And then, you know, you sort of gravitate to what, uh, what makes sense for you, what, what you feel like you have a, a certain um, passion for or talent for and and it grew and I guess I never left and certainly didn't think it was going to go that way but you know um, if if you find a, a comfort level in the family business it's really a blessing uh, because it could go the opposite way right. uh, but the the family business is definitely um, it is is definitely near and dear to the heart so I feel very lucky Julie. Uh, yeah. Okay. So as a so as a kid, we always used to go to the plant on weekends. Um, my mom would always seem to be getting the time cards. My parents would check on things, and on Sundays, you know, it's like every Sunday, it always seemed as if we were going to. So instead of you know your traditional Italian family Sundays with sun saucers, was visiting all the different hot dog places. Um, you know, your Tom Wells, the Bill Grays, your Shalers, all you know, on, occasionally on Sundays. I worked at Swigels in high school, so I worked at the front desk. I worked um, in the let's see, in in uh, finance kind of area for a little bit of time, and then in college, I worked down in the packaging cooler for a summer, and then I also worked in sales over the a different summer. Um, so those were my first beginning um, entrance to Swigels, and I, I loved. I, I did enjoy all the experience, but. Donna had a different path that I thought I was going to take uh, while I was in college. I spent a year after college, lived in Syracuse for a year, and then moved to Baltimore. And then at some point kind of decided was Swigels something that I wanted to see if it was something that I wanted to continue. It was not something my sister was interested in doing at the time. My grandfather and my mother were both there. My, um, and so I moved back to Rochester. Um, and it was 2002 and started working in the office, taking, doing some HR responsibilities and sort of took off from there. And, and I, I do, I loved it. So it was fantastic. Um, but I wanted to point out, the, I believe the shares that Naomi is talking about her father selling or um, raising awareness of, I believe that uh, just recently we found um, a share that my father had and then uh, the Zweigel has one. So we are proud 
always been proud Red Wings supporters. <laughs> How cool is that? That's awesome. <laughs> it, we, and we were saying before, you know, yeah. before we kicked in the show that uh, the relationship between Red Wings and the Zweigels and Zweigels, you know, dates back to the 1930s. So that's pretty powerful relationship. It's really, really, really awesome that uh, that that has continued through the years. Um, you know, I, I just want to throw in, I think it's interesting because I never saw myself going into the family business either, you know, and, and it was, um, I, I had graduated from U of R and um, dad never really, the only thing I did is I did prospecting cards for him. I would, I would write down on, you know, index cards, the name, the industry, and the phone number of business owners for my father to contact back when cold calling actually, you know, could work. And um, he would pay me $10 an hour at a time when minimum wage was like three fifteen or something like that. And I'm like, why are you paying me so much? And he's like, it's, you know, the, the work that you're doing does, you know, what you get paid isn't always about the work that you're doing. It's about the value of what you bring to the table was the, the lesson that he wanted to teach me. And, um, and then it was, you know, it, it was 2001 for me, Julie. And uh, dad said, you know, well, there's an opportunity you might want to look at. And hook, line, and sinker. I was just like, I loved it. And I think it was watching him, like, you know, Naomi, you saw, and Julie, you saw, you know, your parents doing those things and, and helping people and being a part of the community and doing those things. It really, that's part of that imprint that happens, right? Yes. So. Um, go ahead, Naomi. I was going to say, absolutely. You know, you don't always you don't always know where your future is going to take you when you're a young person and you're just starting to to think about your your future. But when you have significant ties, especially as you say in the community, it sort of narrows things down. You know, where where I felt very much tied to the community and. And being with the Red Wings would be would enable me to be to become very uh, very much invested in the community. It would enable me probably better than anything else I could do to uh, to advocate for the community, to get out into into uh, into the community and do good for them. So, you know, for me, it was sort of the the double uh, benefit. I guess, you know, being in an organization that's family and that I love and, and that my outreach could be so great here. Awesome. I want to, I'd like to dive into kind of when you, when you look at the Red Wings, when you look at Zweigels and, you know, the histories are so deep. I mean, the Red Wings, you know, before the, even before the Silver family, they're one of only a few teams that dates back to the same city the same league for since the 1800s and you know Zweigel's back to the 1800s as well so there's there's some rich history there talk about you know the culture that's developed through the years and the values um kind of you know is is there a core purpose beyond profit you know inside of that culture at both places and Julie would you kick us off about you know Tell us about Zweigels. Yeah, so, yep, we've been around for 141 years. And really the strongest value that we had in even Naomi touched, you know, talked a little bit about it. It's that caring for your community. Um, I can, you know, I have memories or I guess not memories. I have stories that I've heard back from my great uncles of how they um, hosted kids from local orphanages who were, um, whose parents were off at war and they would bring the kids to, to their house and, and have, you know, sort of like a bazaar for them for the day and kind of take them away from, um, you know, what environment they were in. And, and they would do that very, very often. And I, you know, had people say over the years that they, that they had continued to um, care for the community. And I know that's part of how my grandfather was raised in his family, not only 
with the understanding that family is important, but so was your community that you live in. Um, and so, you know, we've, we enjoy supporting many different local Rochester um, events and organizations because it, it, it um, not only is it a great way for connecting, but it's also, it's was always the right thing to do. It's what we were taught, what we grew up with knowing um, and supporting those who support you has always been so important to our family. We obviously as other really important values and it's caring also for the employees that work for us. And I really saw that most closely with my grandfather with how he uh, always wanted to make sure that they had enough or they were being taken care of and the value that they provided to Zweigels in terms of, um, you know, working at Zweigels, but also that they had families that they were caring for. So it definitely extended beyond them as individuals. And we carry that through today, both, you know, the community and our employees, they're all very important to us. There are other values, but that's probably the strongest one that we are most proud of and has roots back, you know, to the 18, you know, back to 1880, I'm sure. That's, a, that's awesome. Thank you. Naomi, talk about, you know, that, that culture that you've cultivated and that's been, you know, cultivated through the years at the Red Wings. Well, um, I guess we were cultivating culture when, you know, when we didn't know that expression. But, you know, just just trying to make people feel a, a part of this. And, and, and that is, you know, when the community comes into Frontier Field or Silver Stadium before it, you know, our, our uh, focus was on making people feel like this was an atmosphere that they, they enjoyed being with their friends and their families. Very important in baseball, of course, you know, the family component is is large for us. So, and, you know, a safe environment where you can have some fun, you can let your kids run around, That that's something that we try to convey. You couldn't do that without a staff that, that has that at heart as well. So, um, you know, like Julie, our employees are everything to us. They, they represent us inside, the stadium outside in the community, um, but they get to they they get along like a family with with uh, very high standards for themselves, um, and you know those are the kind of people that it's it, it's a dream to be able to work with. Um, you know they're they're they are people who care about our fans and our community, like I do. You know. Um, and, you know, and I'll just say, you know, for Julie and for her family before her, they are extremely generous around the community, um, generous uh, in, in all ways, you know, they're generous with their, their business product. And, and Julie just gives a great deal of her time. And as a young person, which she is, giving as much of her time in the community to boards and so on, is not easy because you're balancing running a business, you're trying to, you know, learn the business, get it done, you know, manage people, uh, grow the business, um, which she's been fantastic at. It's not easy when you're young, you know, it, it comes much easier as the years go by and you have, you sort of have things uh, in, it, running the way you want it to and you have a little more free time so anyways I, I just I admire her for what she does she is she is definitely she's a role model and on the rise that Naomi. was so sweet of you Naomi <laughs> thank well, you now you owe me a hot dog <laughs> you got it no problem I know where to get I'll it. see you at a baseball game <laughs> So Naomi, something that you said, talking about how the employees have to feel that same way that you do about the families and, the, and that protective instinct for the families that are coming to, the, to there. How do, you, how do you relay that? How do you ensure that, that, you know, that, that it's coming from you? How, do you? how do you take that down to the troops, so to speak? You know, how do you make sure that they understand that? You know, um, we have a really uh, um, important to us internship program here, 
and you know fortunately there are a lot of young people in their uh, last or junior year of college that need to fulfill an internship and and if they're interested in sports or if they they might just think this would be a fun place to to spend that internship that business internship they come to us and when we need to hire someone it's from that pool of candidates the people who have interned with us for five months that we can we we have a nice selection and are able to select someone who has really shown those values um somebody that that uh that that you don't have to teach how to love this community you know it's it's innate and that's a very important um probably the most important characteristic is they have to be able to know how to how to deal with people but care about people uh it's not you know it's not made up and it's not a training course it is it's innate Love it. And so you're just watching, you're watching for those traits, which is really smart. And you have that internship program. So you can see, you get them for four to five months to see what it's like and how they actually work, you know, work out in the, in the field. That's great. Right, um, right. Julie, one of the things that, you know, I wanted to ask, and I'll ask you both, but I wanted you to, you know, talk about a little bit is there's, there's kind of a weight that comes to the controlling you know, generations, um, you know, uh, it, it's a weight on the shoulders about legacy. You know, the, we, we, we've been here for five generations and we have, you know, this, we want to continue that legacy that the family has started before us. How do you balance that when you're talking with your kids? You know, the, 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 the legacy behind, you know, and the, and the values and the, the and the, you know, the, the purpose that we have to help the community, but still, you know, allowing them to have their dreams. And how, how do you balance that with your kids? Yeah, that's a great question. You guys can still hear me okay, right? Perfectly. Great. So I like to think my kids are still fairly young. My oldest um, will be you know, eventually 16 and I'm 13 and you know, 11. So they are on the younger side, but when we do talk about swaggles and family, it's, you know, a little bit more on the history and the education of swaggles and some of, and really their family. So their great, great, great grandparents and, and moving forward and making sure that they understand um, the value of swaggles as, as a business not only for our family, but also for the Rochester community. But it's also there, you know, I, the world is, you know, at their fingertips in a sense, you know, they have, they're growing up in an era much different than I, I ever have. When information they want, they can search for it on, on the internet and through multiple sources of social media. And for them, you know, I want to make sure that whatever they do in life, they know that I fully support them and and their decisions to to explore what, whatever their interests are. My oldest at the moment is having, she definitely is interested in business, which is great, but there is still a lot of time for her to explore what she wants to do and to discover in high school and of course beyond that in college. I will require each of my kids to spend one summer when they turn 18 to work on our shop floor so they understand what, what that environment is like. I think it's very important. And that's always been important to my family. Um, to my sister and I both had that experience and my mother as well. So that's gonna be no different, but they will not absolutely be required to work at Zweigel's. They are encouraged to find their own path and at the same time, appreciate the legacy that they have and go out and be good, you know, stewards to whatever community that they live in in the future. And I hope that's the values that, that they will take when they, wherever they end up and when they, they continue, as they continue to grow. So I'll feel good about that if that happens. Perfect, thank you. Naomi, you have kids as well. You know, what is, how does that question hit you when, when you think about that balancing legacy of, you know, the, the, the dreams of the past with the dreams of the future, I guess I would call it. 
Well, I'm afraid I haven't uh, given them much balance uh, in life. Uh, it is it is school and baseball, and that's you know that's what they have known. Um, baseball is it's sort of it's a lifestyle for us. It's it's not just it's not just the business. It is what we everything um, everything that we do revolves around it you know where we go on vacation is where mom takes them for meetings around the country for baseball and what we do with our entire summer my kids have no idea what a summer vacation is because they're you know it it it's not even part of the discussion we spend our our summers five months of our spring and summer here at the ballpark uh 50 of every single uh 50 50% of every single date is at home. So we are here all the time and um, they grow up with it. And, you know, they, they have an appreciation for it. They know what it means. They hear, they hear what fans have to say to them and say to me and how much they appreciate, you know, um, the long lasting, you know, Rochester Red Wings, because no other team does have that history. And, and they know that, um, they know that it's incumbent upon them to uh, make sure that the that the the team stays safe and solid. Um, but their careers may take them elsewhere. But but I guess they're always going to feel an, uh, a sense of duty to Rochester and the Red Wings. And honestly, they'll both end up working for the Red Wings, I believe, at some point in their lives. You know, like many people. Um, you you go elsewhere when you're out of college and you figure out what you're doing and and it takes a bit to decide and that and that experience that you have after college is probably you know some of the most important experience in the long run uh in in contributing to who you are and what you become what you choose to become in your business life yeah it's funny you know, they always say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? And, you know, I have a client who is a cabbage geneticist. And he learned that from his grandfather. And he would spend time in, you know, they would be placing, you know, um, branches onto a tree to create a different variety of something. And his grandfather, this is, you know, just what he learned as a kid, you know, that's how he spent time with his grandfather. And from spending that time with his grandfather doing those things that led him to, and Dan Vanderblees and uh, the Cornell team is on here. He ended up going to Cornell to get a degree in that thing, in, in that arena. But it's, you know, those, those young ages when we do bring them in to the business and we show them the fun and you know the the commitment that we have to it it really does you know like we said imprint and make and make a a giant difference for me with dad it was you know i remember the words he said he said we get we get paid well to do really good things and to help an awful lot of people and he said and the and the ripples that we have go further than just the families that you're serving. So don't forget that, you know, always work hard to, you know, ensure that you're doing the best for the family that you're working on because they employ people and they have families and the ripples just keep going on and on. And the same for the two of you. I mean, just think about how far those ripples go in, you know, all the things that you do, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, we all know that, you know, being part of a family business, it isn't always, you know, bright, sunshiny days. There are some, you know, some, some downsides to, to those, you know, to those aspects of it. So being part of the family, what were, for the two of you, what were some of the things that were, that were tough for you going through the process of being in the family business? Um. I can say for me, there have been a, a few challenges in, in my career and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, negotiating a couple of leases here for Frontier, uh, for Frontier Field, the original, 
and then the subsequent lease um, tough times, uh, both of them. I, you know, I cringe at the thought of my kids having to go through this in, in another 10 or 20 years, perhaps. Uh, it is no fun. So stressful times, but you know, you, you live through it and, and uh, you're stronger for it. You learn something, um, but you're stronger for it. So I guess those are the, those were the toughest things, you know, until the, until COVID hit and put us out of business for, uh, for 14 months, I guess that would be, uh, that would, COVID would certainly be the biggest challenge we've ever had to face. Um, it, it's, um, you know, obviously so many people have had to face even much tougher challenges that I, I don't, I don't feel like I can complain about that. It is, it is a fact and we'll get through it fortunately, um, but not everybody will. So I guess I, I'm, I'm grateful for what it is. Great. Opening day on the road. <laughs> and it's, it's, I like the way you said there are some rainy days. Yeah, around here, a rainy day is, uh, is costly. <laughs> That's right. Julie, what about for you? Did we lose you, Julie? We can see her. Julie, you're on mute in case you don't know that. I got it. Sorry, I muted. I was listening intently. <laughs> Sorry, can you hear me now? Absolutely. Great. Um, so what I, some of the challenges over the years coming into the business when I was the serious kind of conversation, I came back and it was time to uh, take a more active, serious role. It was that understanding of here's how my grandfather was running the business. And I'm not saying that our values were extremely different, but how to go about running the business. We were as uh, I was taking a, um, I guess a a larger step in the business. My grandfather had just passed away. We were in the middle of beginning, middle of, of our first major expansion that my mom was leading. And, um, you know, it was a, definitely a learning experience for me because she was taking over in his footsteps. I was taking on a, a larger role, trying to understand more about the business. And it, there were not always easy days. There was probably more understanding, um, trying to understand where my mom was coming in from and, and wanting to run the business. And then my understanding of what I thought we should be doing. Fast forward a few years, um, there was a point in time where I, um, you know, I, I was very much aware of some of my own personal strengths and weaknesses, and we really needed to have somebody strong in our uh, operation side of the business. And we didn't, it was definitely more of a strength on my grandfather's side. And uh, my mom had was in and you know not doing well health wise. So as I as I was stepping up even more, I knew it was imperative. If those Weigels were to stay in business, I had to bring in. I had to look for somebody in the right position, and at the same time convince my mom that this is what Weigels needed to do in order to succeed because we, we needed to write ourselves. We were tipping a little bit in the, where you don't wanna be in a family business. And we wanted to be successful. We want to grow, we need to be financially successful as well. And it, you know, we, uh, the president who's the president of Zweigels today, you know, it was um, when, you know, I sort of, when I met him, it was, I just knew that he was the right person but he had, and he had to meet with my mom first. And it was, you know, it, it was a learning experience for me. There was definitely that part of the building and business and we really had to work together. And I had to trust his experience to know that he was going to help us to grow the business and get it in a path to be successful. And I had to take over some of, some of the responsibilities from my mom, which I, in some ways, gave a little bit better of a, um, I guess, a position. Unfortunately, my mom passed away when I, I'd like to say was fairly young. So at least, you know, I had had some experience at that point. 
And then that was sort of another part of this family business that I wasn't quite ready for. So that next level of kind of what does that mean to really step in and take over if that's something that I so wanted to do. And I did have support of the board and I had support of my management team, but it was a learning experience for me by far. And I also turned to outside uh, help with coaching and mentors to help me in the beginning stages of the process. So that, I mean, that was, that was really one of the first um, non-family members in a leadership role at the company? Yes. Yes, it was. It was a big deal. Yep. I, I bet. I bet. There, I mean, I can, I can only imagine, you know, being a fly on the wall, listening to you and your mom going through those discussions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And some of that was the finance part of it, too. Those are very serious discussions when you're bringing somebody in from the outside and you know that you really need to make that leap. And, you know, there's not a day that goes by that, you know, I don't regret that he's with us. And I like to think that my mom would feels the same way. Absolutely. And it's a it's a unique thing. You know, I just read this recently. It says the strength of the family business and, you know, the legacy typically happens most when somebody is most flexible. You know, you, you need to have that flexibility and not be fully rigid around things because to, to expect that, you know, out of my gene pool, I'm going to produce everything for every aspect within the company just probably isn't likely, you know, Nate, go ahead, Julie. Oh, no, it just sort of made me think of like my three children. And, and although I don't know where they're going to end up, I, in my little head, I put buckets of like, oh, I think they'd be really good in quality or they'd be really good in sales or they'd be really good in, you know, the finance department, but that may not happen. But sort of how, what you're saying is that you truly don't know. Right. And you have to be aware of your own strengths and weaknesses in order to know what you need to fill some of the gaps in as we all want our businesses to be successful. Right. So Naomi, I think you'd probably agree with this. I think you would think we've talked about it before, but it's, you know, that idea of um, play to the, play to the strengths and put people in the right places. It's not just that you have a seat and your last name silver, that you're going to end up in that spot. You've got to do the work, right? I mean, what is, do you guys have like an employment policy? Have you and the kids talked about those things? Uh, do we talk about how they might fit into the business, Michael? Is that what you're, you're talking about? Um, I think they, um, they each gravitate towards different, different types of uh, responsibilities based on the, the personalities that they have. Um, and and, and that's, that is important. Um, I think that, you know, being successful in business in, in a lot of ways when you're in a, in a key role is to just to make sure that um, you are, you're, you're using the resources that you have at hand, your people the best way you possibly can. And, uh, you know, again, is what the future holds for them. I'm not sure. I think everybody needs a little experience outside of their own, uh, their own domain, you know, to, to go out and see what the world is like and see how other uh, employers treat their employees and, you know, what it takes out there. Um, it's a tough business world out there. And, and that can only, that can only help, I think, to, to create a management style uh, hopefully for the, for the better, hopefully, you, you know, you come back with a little, uh, empathy for what an employee feels like. And, 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 uh, that goes a long way in trying to, to, uh, imagine what they're going through when you make a decision and what their, the impact you'll have on them is. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I hope my kids are going to go out and, and, and learn sort of the way I did was, uh, I guess it's, you know, no secret in, in, around my circle. I was married to a ball player for more than 10 years and we, we were in many different cities. He, he was with a number of different ball clubs. 
major league, minor league, and out of the country. And I was able to see so many different kinds of operations, good ones, bad ones, uh, ones that I wanted to emulate and ones that I wanted to get out of. Um, but that, you know, that, that taught me a lot. That was my real internship, my foray into the baseball world. Um, when I got home, I didn't know how I was going to apply that. The opportunity did come uh, uh, at, when when we returned back to Rochester, but I it it became it became a part of my uh, my background, my psyche. I, I you know I couldn't have gotten involved in the business the way I did if I hadn't uh, had that exposure to others. I, it's just been really important to me. I want my kids to have that somewhere. That'll narrow down what uh, what their abilities are and what their interests are. I think that's per that's a perfect way to, to look at it. I will share with you that I keep um, in my desk drawer my rejection letter from the Miami Dolphins um, because I, you know, at one point thought I was going to go into into sports myself, but uh, quarterback. Um, Oh no 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 no! I wanted to work back behind the behind the scenes. I had uh, it was in my head, but I just I, I leave it there because it's like those are the kinds of things that it's like ooh, you know you know here I thought oh of course I'm gonna get my degree from the U of R and I'm just gonna go in sports you know economics of sports perfect, and uh, you know that that hard work and knowing that industry I should have come to the Red Wings and done some internships there, um, but uh, it, you should. That's right, of course. Um, Julie, you mentioned something I want to I want to make sure we spend some time on that when you were going through some of the tough conversations, um, you had a board to rely upon, but you also got outside, you know, help. Can you talk about that and share, you know, what that experience was like for you and how, you know, and I'm, and I'm thinking about it for others that may be going through similar circumstances to say, you know, what other resources or what a way of thinking about that could they be thinking about? Yeah. So, you know, in taking over the family business, I recognized some of the um, areas that I needed to grow in and learn more about. And I started talking with other people in I guess other family business people was probably some of my first experience, people who had started to take over their family businesses or people who were already involved um, at different levels and probably similar, maybe around the similar age of, of me as well. And some of the ways that they ended up trying to get help um, or try to learn more about their business. And, and I did, um, I looked into coaching. I actually, there was a couple of different coaches that I had interviewed and then I also checked out a larger organization which is Vistage which is the current organization that I'm a part of um, I'm in a CE so an executive group and I've, I've gone through a couple of different groups over the years but what I have found most valuable probably from that group comes from the members itself and their help and assistance with various different topics that we all might be going through it definitely depends on um it definitely it depends on the topic different topics it runs the gamut of um you know challenge like difficult employees to uh, potential future acquisitions to you know it has a broad range of kind of the topics we will bring and discuss but but the and, or and there's also opportunities for us to have um speakers that talk about various different topics that i may not have been you know, more uh, involved in had I not been a part of uh, the Vistage group. And uh, there's a lot of conversations about strategic planning. There's a lot of conversations where they talk about emotional intelligence now and how key that is to working with various different employees in your organization. We have finance, it, you know, it runs the gamut, but, but it's been the strength of the people that are in the organization that truly helps us to succeed. And at times, Sometimes we'll help each other. We call it like our tiger teams. And if there's a bigger issue or something that we really need to do a deeper dive in, we will help each other on those separate from these, these meetings that we have. And then you also have your one-on-one -on -one coaching. So a lot of times what happens is, you know, it is work related and something and that, that comes to fruition, but sometimes it's, it's 
personal. And there's a lot of that that happens too, that comes from the outside that at times and it, it can, you know, cloud, sort of take a cloud some of the things that you're trying to work through in business. And sometimes you need a different person who's not directly in your business to discuss these things with. And I have found a lot of value having the balance between the Vistage community and the members, as well as the coaches that I've had over the years to help in those various different ways. And they do those gut checks, that accountability. Well, you said you're going to do this and you haven't done it yet. Why haven't you done it? What's the reason? And how can we help you to get it done? Those types of things are also really important as well. Sometimes you don't always have that. You have your own internal accountability, but you don't always have that other pushing, person pushing you from the outside. So love it. That's Thank been you. great. Yeah, no, that's, that's phenomenal. It's, um, you don't always know what you don't know, right? And, and it's nice to have some people pushing from a different perspective. Naomi, what is your experience in regards to, you know, mentoring or boards or, you know, get, getting other advice? Where, where have you leaned on for advice through the years? Um. You know, I was lucky enough to have my mom for um, most of my adult life. My mom passed away just a few years ago. So she was very much uh, a part of, of um, who I am today. You know, I lost my dad when I was just 15. So, he, so I, I didn't get a lot of the business acumen from him that I, I could have. But my mom was pretty devoted to his, to his, to what he, what he left behind she was devoted to making sure that this company would succeed so that kind of devotion you know definitely rubbed off she was she was always there for me and you know um the obvious kinds of uh of of things that you you expect a parent to give you uh were very strong with her the ethics and you know the moral values and the things that are so uh important to get from your parents uh, in terms of other people, you know, when I was a, a young woman, we had, I, we have a board of directors here, a volunteer board of directors uh, that, you know, represent the community. They're like some of our greatest fans and, and allies. And uh, we had a board president when I was just getting involved and, and uh, he, um, you know, I was still a woman in a man's world of sports. Mm -hmm. He was an extremely um, strong advocate of mine. You know, he he understood that that I I just got it. This was a business that that would work. But he had his own business, and uh, I, I was able to lean on him for for some advice. And you know, I've always been surrounded by by very uh, by very talented older mentors that I could go to if I had an issue. And, um, you know, and I think that in, in our roles as CEOs, um, I think we, we've already got a, a great gut or we, it would be difficult for us to be in these positions, right? Um, so, you know, it's nice to get verification um, that you're doing something right, but I know Julie's, Julie's got, for example, you know, Julie just needs to hear that what she's doing is right. She, she, she's usually right. She just wants, she needs to hear it. And that's, you, you can't, you know, that's very important. So. <laughs> true, me, very true. Yeah. What, that you're always right, Julie? I, no. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> Could you just tell my children? <laughs> No, no one can tell them that. <laughs> I, I think that I think that's really, really powerful. And you know, as you're as you're thinking about those things, um, what do you hope for? You know, the, for the future of the Red Wings. What do you hope for the future of Zweigels? What do you 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 know what's what are you thinking about right now? What, how are you planning the future? I guess. What do you? How do you put those together, Julie? Yeah. So the future of Zweigels is continued growth. So we do have a strategic plan our outlook for um, looking into this 2020, the COVID year, and 2021. 
you know, things are, are slightly different from when we originally started our strategic plan, but our still, our plan is still growth. We have, you know, we have just completed a um, fairly major expansion and our goals to help to fill that, to continue to employ people in the Rochester community and in, um, with a focus on trying to help those that are um, in, you know, different backgrounds, different minority backgrounds, and to help them with some of our, um, we have a leadership program at Zweigel's in order to grow within the company. That would be a great goal of ours. We want to be able to uh, continue to grow with, um, so in our private label opportunities, we have a great relationship with Wegmans and some other great customers. We want to continue to grow that and work hard to, to continue those relationships. And then our product as actual Zweigel's as a brand. So expanding Zweigel's um, where it makes sense in terms of our brand and then some of our other lines of products that we started to um, started slow growth on Mama Camardos with our meatballs and our spiral lines, trying to even out our year. So we are a seasonal business. A lot of our business is based from Memorial Day to just slightly after 4th of July. So we work hard to try to make sure we connect with customers or um, partners, as we like to call them, who can help us balance out the rest of our year. And we're going to continue to try to innovate, um, do our own R&D, and then work with our current customers to make sure that we are meeting their needs. It's, you know, it's a lot about what is going on in the industry and trends and making sure that we're watching the trends and keeping up with the trends as it makes sense for Zweigel. So we're not necessarily going to get into every trend that's out there, but we need to, to be able to focus on the ones that make sense for us. And then also continue to make sure that we are, as I mentioned before, um, we have our uh, leadership development program, but we always have to keep looking for those next employees that are going to come in who you know, are wanting to show up to work every day on time. And it's, you know, it for every suburb, sometimes that has its struggles. So we are work really hard on our brand and make sure that it's respected brand. We work hard on our quality products always has been one of our core values. And, you know, our goal is to still be around. I can't guarantee what the future of the generational family business is, but I'm going to work hard to make sure that um, as long as I'm here and I'm in charge, I definitely want to make sure that Zweigels is around for, um, you know, through this fifth generation and that we're stronger than when I entered and whatever happens that we have a, a brand that I continue to be proud of with really amazing employees who continue to work hard every day and be proud to work with me. Great. Two things that you said I want to just hit on real quick. Talking about the leadership program that you you know that you have at Zweigels, have you read the book by Matt Kelly, the Dream Manager? I haven't, but I'm writing it down. Well, uh, grab grab that book. It just um, one of my favorites in talking about the team and what we can do for the employees to help them, you know, grow. Um, okay. And then the other thing is, you know, the, there's the stigma in the family business community of, you know, I, what if we're the ones, we're the last of our generation or we're the last of the family that is running or controlling the business or whatnot. And I just, you know, I, I like to kick that notion to the curb. Um, I think it's phenomenal, regardless of whether a company's second generation, 17th generation, whatever it is, that if you're able to survive for any amount of time, and then it's time to bring in a non-family member, that is just maturity. That's, you know, as, as much as, a, as you know, the, it, it is not, a, it is not a, a bad thing to be smart enough to protect those jobs and protect the community if that were to happen. And that's not what I'm saying for you, but I'm just like, just the, the notion in general that you failed if you were to not bring in the next generation or, you know, they didn't have the methods and madness to, to make it happen, so to speak. But we, regardless, whatever happens with both Red Wings and, and Zweigels in the next 20 or 30, 40 years, um, you know, I know from, you know, 
my way of thinking, we just applaud everything that you've done for the community and um, for all the people that you serve right now, regardless of where things go in the future. Um, Naomi, yeah, of course. Naomi, when you're thinking about, you know, the future of the Red Wings, what do you see? What, 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 is, what do you envision? Well, we've, we've been a pretty stable organization drawing the same number of people, you know, through good times and bad times over a great number of years. So um, as you know, things in New York State are not the, uh, the, the most desirable um, for businesses and we see our population shrinking a bit, you know, uh, I feel like we'll have our work cut out for us to, to keep up with, um, with, with our attendance here at, at Frontier Field over the next 20 years. I don't know what will what it will bring to us. So that's that could be a challenge that we face. But in any event, you know, this is this we consider ourselves a, a community asset. You know, it's it's not mine. It is the communities and it's important to um, a, a good segment of the community. And, um, you know, so I, I've, I've got to keep in place, whether it's my kids or not, I've got to keep in place someone who has that, um, that same devotion um, to the people of this community and will recognize, you know, that it, it, it is a, um, it's a responsibility that you have uh, in, in this position here. So, um, I, you know, I'll just, I, I will do my best to, um, to exit in with it, with it in good hands. Um, not quite sure what that looks like right now, but um, it's not gonna, it's not going to, um, uh, the business will not suffer with the fantastic front office I have and general manager that I have here. You know, things will go on, and and uh, and we just we just have to prepare as well as we can. I don't think it's ever easy for for any business owner to uh, to put in place exactly what they would want to do themselves. But but there are better ideas to come in the future. I'm sure of that too. Great. So I appreciate both of you joining us today and I know we're coming up to the top of the hour but what I'd like to do and I'm going to put you both on the spot because I didn't you know prep, prep you for this but um, if there's a story from any time in your company's history your family's history that maybe hasn't been told or that you just have fond memories of it's your favorite story to tell about you know, the family, the business, whatnot, um, you know, would you mind sharing, is there something that just pops to your mind as a story that, man, if I could just, if everybody knew this story, I would really think that they would, you know, really understand us better or would understand where we came from and what we're about, um, that it kind of exemplifies, you know, who we are, where we came from. I don't know, is there anything popping into either one of your minds that you'd be willing to share? Or maybe a story somebody has we haven't heard before. Honestly, you know, I have a thousand stories and, and most of them told to me about my dad, you know, the, the kind of things that uh, that left impressions on people. I had uh, an elderly man come to me at a game about 10 years ago. He's probably not with us any longer. Um, quite elderly, many years ago when my father was a younger man, he worked for the newspaper and he handled circulation and he would put the kids out on the street to sell newspapers as they did in those days. And this was an older African-American man who was one of the paper boys back in the day. And he said that um, he just had to introduce himself to me because he appreciated the fact that when we had a snowstorm, that my dad would come and pick him up and take him home. He just couldn't leave him out there, uh, knowing that he had a bit of a, a of a walk to get back home. And I, you know, and it was like, you know, it didn't it didn't matter who you were. And I guess you know, those are the kind of things they make a. It's a small thing that makes an impression on you that leaves you with. 
you're you you have to you have to look out for people everybody should feel that way you know uh, um the way you treat people is how you're going to be remembered so great thank you no that was awesome i appreciate that yeah so again there are a lot of stories that i was probably shared over the years um it's weigels and you know, I think some of them that have more of a personal touch are usually the types of stories that Naomi's talking about, the behind the scenes types of stories. But it's why I remember, you know, I was younger and it was Christmas Eve and my grandfather always had this Weigel party on Christmas Eve. And we were kids. So what I remember, you know, I remember all the employees would come through. They would get, uh, that was when my grandfather, we called them. Um, they called them bonuses at the time. It was for their year work. It was to thank you, thank them for their hard work. And my sisters and my job was to pass out. They would always get a ham, a box of candy. And then early on, it would be, you know, a bottle of wine or something. Now that changed over the years. Um, but I sort of remember at one point, my mom saying what she was, you know, we, as we were young as kids and it was church. And so my sister and I, we'd have things that we were doing at church and we need to be there at a certain period of time. And so her aspect as a mom was a little bit different, but the reason why my grandfather did it at the time, because he never wanted anybody to be alone on Christmas or that Christmas time. It was really important that everybody has that family, um, you know, that family aspect and that he cared for, for them. And then for him, it was really important that he felt or personally that everybody needed to be together at that time. And so for him, that was really important. And I respect my mom for what she was doing as we were kids. We were just, you know, we were taken wherever. So we didn't, you know, it wasn't much of a say, but I kind of remember learning about that. And when I learned the reason behind it, it was, you know, it was definitely um, a different perspective, I guess, you have of your eye in your eyes as, as um, as a child and, you know, who my grandfather was. And, um, you know, he was definitely a true gentleman by far. Um, and yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It's, it's a powerful message. You know, when I work with families today, and I think this is kind of capstone right onto what you, the two of you are talking, if we can pass on to the next generation, the knowledge that we've learned through the years and the values that we've acquired through all of that time, the wealth can be destroyed. The wealth can go away. It doesn't matter. But if I can give them the knowledge, if I can give them the values, they're wealthy and, and they'll do great, wonderful things with it. It's not about the money. It's about the people. And I think the two of you really exemplify that in, in the work that you've been doing in the families and the businesses. Um, again, powerful message today. I really, truly appreciate your time and uh, everything that you've done for the Rochester community and uh, keep it up. Thank you so much. We're going to try. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I always enjoy um, joining Naomi uh, and hearing your stories. I always learn something new every day. It's um, you're definitely one of the mentors out there that I look forward towards so yeah we're gonna sell a lot of hot dogs this year <laughs> we're in you'll have your perfect amount of attendance that you're allowed to legally have so that's right exactly <laughs> and twice as many hot dogs there you go we all can't wait <laughs> me too well thank you thanks thank Michael. you Thank you everyone for joining us on this wonderful episode of the Family Biz Show. My name is Michael Columbus and I'm with Family Wealth and Legacy right here in Rochester. And you can uh, find more information out about the Red Wings or Zweigels. You can just Google and it's all over the place. There's tons of great stories out there, many that we didn't get a chance to share today. And I encourage you to continue to uh, listen in and uh, learn more about both of these wonderful companies. Thank you so much, ladies. Really Thank enjoy you. your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you to everyone. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening to The Family Biz Show. We appreciate your time and trust to deliver the best guests and most cutting edge information to help you maximize your family business. 
Being part of a family is tough. Add a business to that and it gets even tougher. Tune in next week as we strive to ease your journey with The Family Biz Show. The content presented is for informational and educational purposes. The information covered and posted are views and opinions of the guests and not necessarily those of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Michael Columbus is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker dealer, member SIPC, and registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Financial Affiliates and other fine companies. Family Wealth and Legacy LLC is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.